Hi, everybody. So this is really exciting. We are here to talk about our predictions for the summer box office coming up. Uh, it's always a, a difficult thing, but my friend Conrado is here, and he is going to help me. And do you want to introduce yourself? Of course. My name is Conrado, as Rachel just said, and I write occasionally this, these days, not as much as I used to over at my blog, um, cocohitsnewyork.wordpress.com. And uh, I'm very happy to be here. Well, thanks so much. And uh, we will have, a, if you want to make comments in the you know comment section, whether on SoundCloud or on YouTube, when we upload this, please do and let us know your picks for your the predictions for box office. And I have to admit, I'm notoriously really bad at this. <laughs> so so, don't, so I, don't bet anything on, on these, please. <laughs> yeah. I feel like I'm also really bad, but that, that's part of the, what is so fun about it is yeah. that it's something that, you know, it's actually, I find it really fun when something that you weren't expecting uh, makes a lot of money and is a surprise hit because you don't, mm-hmm. you know, you don't want the same old thing to be at the top every year. I remember a couple of years ago when Guardians of the Galaxy first came out and it was kind of a surprise that it did as well as it did. And that was pretty cool. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Or I think, uh, what was it, 2015, I think, the Straight Outta Compton ended up in the top 10, which I don't think anybody, pre- not that many people predicted. Yeah. Uh, so, so something like that comes, it, it's, uh-huh. it's, a, it's a surprise. Uh, last year, it was sort of a weird thing because the the box office... I think like at least half of the top 10 actually probably lost the studio money, which is a weird thing. Like something like <clears throat> something like Star Trek Beyond mm-hmm. was in the top 10 or Ghostbusters in the top 10. Uh, Legend of Tarzan ended up in the top 10, but they didn't. Oh, wow, really? Yeah, but they didn't end up making money for the studio <laughs> uh, right. because of the high budgets and other things <sighs> going on. So. Yeah. And sometimes is I think we're going to talk about uh, only uh, domestic box office right Correct. today. But one of the things that I think is also a trend is that a lot of movies that don't do particularly well here end up making a lot of money overseas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think last year Warcraft was one of the yeah. biggest hits in China and, you know, big enough that they could make a sequel despite the fact that it did horribly here. Yeah. It was oof, rough movie. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's true. The reason why we don't include the, or it's harder to include the international is because of the different release dates. So maybe something that releases yes. here, but doesn't get released until Christmas in yeah. certain places. You just don't Ex- know. That's, that's true. That's exactly, that's the biggest reason why I haven't. Uh, so every year I have this thing where I try to predict the box office. And even though international box office has become more and more important to Hollywood, it's just too hard to think of those releases, release dates and, you know, try to factor all of that in. Um, then you have yeah. to see which movies are and aren't going to be released in China because they have this, you know, very strict laws about which movies can be released and that sort of thing. So it's kind of a, you know, it's kind of a headache. Now, how are you feeling about the sort of slate as a whole? Are you feeling optimistic? Are you feeling like, oh? Um, I say for the big movies coming out, there's a couple that I'm excited about. Um, you know, I think most of them are not that interesting to me, but there's mm-hmm. a couple here and there that I'm really looking forward to. 
And, but there is, as we will talk later in this episode as well, there are a bunch of independent movies or smaller yeah. releases that I'm really excited about. Yeah. Which, because last year, like, honestly, almost every blockbuster disappointed me. I, 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 I liked um, Civil War and I liked mm-hmm. Doctor Strange. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I guess uh, I'm, you know, Marvel fangirl, I guess. Mm-hmm. But aside from that, I really was disappointed and almost in all the blockbusters last year. And, uh, and so, I mean, I guess I, I liked the animated blockbusters last year, like Zootopia, but, um, but nice. I don't know. I was just really disappointed at almost every, I, I hated Jason Bourne movie. I thought it was terrible. I really didn't mm-hmm. like uh, the, I was not a fan of rogue one. I was not a fan of uh, that big a fan of fantastic beasts and where to find them. It was just some like all these different movies were really disappointing to me. Uh, Suicide Squad certainly was very disappointing. Uh, Batman v Superman. So it was just mm-hmm. very frustrating. So this year I'm trying to kind of trying to hold back my expectations. And uh, so right. hopefully and that will help. And be pleasantly surprised. Yes. So, right. you know, the secret to happiness in life is low expectations. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. That works with Hollywood really well. Yeah. So anyway, okay, great. Well, so we're going to start with our number one, what we think will be number one. And it was interesting because last Mm -hmm. year, I think most people uh, didn't see Finding Dory as the number one. That was a surprise. Mm -hmm. Uh, So it'll be interesting to see if we're surprised this year as well. So what do you have as your number one? Number one. Okay. Number one. And I have to say two years in a row, I have predicted number one movie to be a Marvel movie first uh, two years ago, Avengers Age of Ultron, and last year, Civil War. And both times, they have not been at number one, despite the fact that most people thought that they were going to. So we had Jurassic World, and we had uh, Finding Dory, like you said, last yeah. year. And I am foolish enough to think that this year, a Marvel <laughs> movie would be at number one. And that is, of course, Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Yeah. So... Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. I actually have that also as my number one, and I I feel the same way. But I just look through it, and I'm like, I don't see anything. I think Spider Man is the closest. I think to that could. Uh, I don't have it as my number two, but I think that's the one that I see as being the most likely to do the Finding Dory. But then that mm-hmm. would also be Marvel. But but uh, mm-hmm. but why do you have it at number one? Yeah, that's it's it's kind of what you say. It's um, I would, you know, given the history, I would try to find something that could potentially be number one that is not Guardians of the Galaxy. But it there just doesn't seem to be anything there. Even last year, I was pretty sure that you know, if one movie was going to beat Civil Civil War at the box office, it was going to be Finding Dory. Mm-hmm. Uh, but this year, I just can't find. I just can't find something that I'm you know, that I think could do it. Um, yeah. Yeah, I know there's probably not a, a, a genre or something that you and I disagree more on than the Marvel movies, but mm-hmm. uh, I'm I am I'm trying not to be too excited, but I'm very excited for this Guardians uh, of, of the Galaxy Volume 2. I, I just mm-hmm. want to, to go and be entertained. And here's one thing that I thought I would talk to, with you about, because I, I think mm-hmm. it's sort of interesting. I was... I had the idea this week, I was thinking about it, that it is so rare that you get a PG-13 comedy these days. That's, that you, there's some animated comedies, but almost all comedies are super raunchy these days. And it, I was thinking about it, mm-hmm. that I wonder if that's why I'm so drawn to the Marvel movies. 
because they're actually good. Yeah. Because they're actually like somewhat family friendly comedies. I don't know. What do you think? That is, that's a good point. That's a, that's a good argument. And, you know, um, comedies haven't done particularly well in the last couple of years at the box office either. You know, back in the day, we mm-hmm. would have something like, there's something about Mary, which made millions and millions of dollars. And I think it was number one or two for the year. And I don't think we've had such a big hit since then. Maybe Bridesmaids? Bridesmaids made a bunch of money, but, you know. Well, I mean, you have movies like, or I'm going to talk about it later on, but you have movies like Bad Moms that uh, made mm-hmm. a lot of money, but it just, it was 11th place last year. Uh, and so just right. missed the top 10. Um, but uh, those, and, and Bad Moms was super cheap to make. And so it, it did really well. Right. But uh, yeah, I mean, fi- like family friendly live action comedies are, are just so rare these days. Uh that uh, it's almost all, almost all comedies are just super, super raunchy. And, and uh, so I find that frustrating. And uh, so I don't know, yeah. just something I thought about that. It it's, was- a, it's an interesting story. I think it holds water and especially for Guardians of the Galaxy, right? Cause yeah. they are, they want to be so silly and comedic in those movies. So yeah. um, that makes total sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing about Guardians of the Galaxy in terms of, you know, box office potential is that uh it comes out this week first week of may mm-hmm. and um and i feel like may doesn't have any other really huge releases maybe another one here and there there's mm-hmm. the pirates movie and alien mm-hmm. but you know i feel like guardian's gonna have at least a couple of weeks to clean up and make a lot of money so yeah that's, yeah like i don't see king arthur challenging it or you know some of the mm-hmm. other things coming up for sure <laughs> yeah yeah king arthur looks like something that's gonna be one of those bombs of the summer yeah i think it's gonna be an epic fail uh so yeah mm-hmm. it i agree i think that the guardians just i think the, the ad campaign has been super appealing i think that uh, things like baby groot are is very very appealing to people uh, even right. down to the soundtrack to the you know it's just mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, people are excited, and even I am excited because I've read some of the reviews, and they make yeah. it uh, sound really cool, or like something that I would like, despite not having been a huge fan of the first one. So I, I am certainly looking forward to it. Yeah, yeah, um, I think yeah. it will just be really entertaining. Like even a, a lot of the reviews I've read have been like, "Well, it's not quite as good as the first one, but it's still really good." And and then other people who maybe I, I feel like there are some people though who didn't like the first one that much but are actually liking this better. So it, yeah. it's you've you've seen some variety, but I haven't heard anybody be like it's awful, it's a horrible experience or something like that. Yeah. So <laughs> that is rare with with Marvel movies. I feel like they, even though I'm not a huge fan of them, I feel they keep their their standards, yeah. you know, at a certain level and don't let them drop. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Yeah. I'm really looking forward to it, and I I do think that it will be number one uh, at the yes. at the at the summer. So, yeah, we yeah. will see. <laughs> and before we move on uh, to number two, I think for those people who are trying to keep track of the numbers, or you know, like the number aficionados in, in the <laughs> audience, um, my thinking is that you know the first Guardians of the Galaxy made three hundred and thirty three million in the U.S. Um, most superhero sequels do better than the original. So I am thinking Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2 should make around 400 or 450 
this yeah. summer, which, you know, it's a lot of money and it's given the competition. I think it's a reasonable uh, bet for number yeah. one. I think so. I think, yeah, I think that's good. Uh, a good estimate. I do. Um, so, okay. Uh, the, the, my number two, uh, is actually Despicable Me 3. And I'm not, I'm not that excited for this movie, but I think at this point you're kind of being silly if you don't, uh, give Illumination a high high spot because they just know how to market their movies. I, I, I sort of joke that they're the fast food of animation. Mm-hmm. Uh, they know how to make uh, sort of, in my opinion, kind of bland, but popular uh, animated films that make a lot of money and that are instantly f- kind of forgettable. <laughs> yeah. Fast food of animation. That sounds right. I actually can totally picture like a, a, you know, a plate of fries, but instead of fries, it's the minions. So <laughs> yeah. that yeah. seems like a perfect analogy to me. I, I think that actually um, probably happened. <laughs> there are yeah. probably minions fries, I'm sure, somewhere. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, <laughs> Despicable Me 3 is actually my number three. So I think we okay. should talk a little bit more about it since we both have it uh, pretty high up. Yes. So the, the, I mean, Minions made worldwide made over a billion dollars and it was horrible. It might be, it was not a good movie. And okay. the, the last two Despicable movies had the original and the second one also made a ton of money and, you know, they weren't great, but they were fine. Uh, and, uh, so I do think there's a little bit of Minion burnout, but, uh, everybody I've talked to seems excited though about it. So I think it's maybe just in sort oh, of the, really? Yeah, like little kids and like my nieces were all like, we're going to see it. We're going to see it. We're going to see it. And okay. yeah. And- well, that's something that I, that I uh, was unsure of. Like the, one of the things that was keeping me from making big predictions about this movie is that I didn't know how much, how, if people were excited about it and how much, mm-hmm. you know? So, but I do have it pretty high up. And because of what you say, because the, the last three movies involving the minions have done, have made so much money. Yeah. I mean, um, like illumination, it's just amazing. Like they should teach courses on how to make money with animation because they, they had sing was, was huge. That thing, that, that was an undersung hero at the box office last year. It made a ton of money. Well, I do have my, I don't know if undersung, I do have my grudges against sing for making more money than Moana, which I think is ridiculous. But... No, I, I, I'm not talking about quality. I'm just saying that thing right. made a ton of money. And then, and I just don't feel, I feel like nobody was sort of talking about the fact that, oh my gosh, this thing is like just huge. And then, uh, and then uh, Secret Life of Pets made more. Oh, that was also them, right? Yeah. They are, you're right. They're making lots of money and they know how to market their movie. <laughs> Secret Life of Pets made more money than Batman v Superman. <laughs> yeah, it was, I think it was number two or three last year. Yeah. It was crazy. It was yeah. a huge hit. So the other thing that they have going for it is I actually don't have uh, animation that high in my uh, top ten because uh, aside from this, because I actually think that June is going to be a problem for them because for animation because these uh, they have we have three movies opening in June and so each of these animated films has to hit it hard opening weekend in order for them to do as well as they would otherwise do and but the thing about Despicable Me three is it's the last of the three and so they have a whole month 
to be number one at, you know, to be the number one animated film at the box office until the emoji movie comes out. And so I think that they're really smart because uh, Captain Underpants has basically they can, they have to open and then they have one week and then the net, then cars three opens. It's the same thing with cars three. They have one, they have their week. They have to open strong. Then they have one other week and then despicable me three comes. And mm-hmm. so I think that that's going to make a difference. I that really is, do. I think that is definitely something to take into account. I think that's kind of what happened last fall with Moana and Singh. Um, that thing came out a little later and then it had the whole holiday uh, market. Mm-hmm. It, it could yep. take advantage of it better than Moana did because it came out earlier, I think, yep. around Thanksgiving, right? So, yeah, so I think that's something to take into account. And I definitely think, I would think it very hard, almost impossible for an animated movie to make more money than Despicable Me 3 this summer. Yep. Seems like they are definitely in the sweet spot to make that money. Yep. Um, how? I'm not entirely sure. Apparently, kids love these minions, which I can't stand, but you know, to each their own. And uh, yeah, they just think they're funny. Like, it's so crazy because even when the first one came out, I. I was I wasn't a fan because I I thought it had a very similar concept to Megamind and I think Megamind is way funnier. I think it's way more clever. I think it's way better animated. I just like it better. <laughs> and uh, so it kind of, you know, bummed me out that <laughs> Yeah. Uh, yeah, you know, I mean funny, a funny thing about Megamind is um back then I was in high school and I and I wrote like a short play for a, a theater festival that we had at my uh, school. And it was basically the plot to Megamind. And then Megamind came out like a couple of months later. And <laughs> I was, like, was kind of shocked <laughs> that, I, that they had taken my idea somehow. Like they stole it. <laughs> Not the most original idea, by the way, like looking back on it, but, <laughs> but whatever. That's funny. Yeah. I, I, uh, I don't know. I just, I, it's not like the greatest movie ever, but I liked it. I thought it was, I thought it was clever and I certainly liked it better than Despicable Me, but. What do I know? Yeah. Um, uh, I've only seen the first Despicable Me movie, and I thought it was okay. Um, I don't like it enough to see the sequels, I don't think, unless, you know, someone tell, tells me that one of them is amazing and I have to see it for some reason. No, I probably I won't know. get to them. Know. And I am certainly overwhelmed by all this Minions merchandise, which is probably one of the reasons they're making money while I'm being overwhelmed. But for them. <laughs> Yeah, it was, I mean, for Minions, it was very overwhelming, uh, but, and, and I don't know, we could go on, I could go on all day about things I've, with the Minions, but my biggest, I just, I just feel like they end up being more sort of, more sort of vulgar, and um, uh, just, I don't know, I, like, even in the trailer for this recent one, there's there's a boob joke and there's you know the minions are all laughing whatever and I'm like I hate stuff like that I hate that in animated films when when it's like oh we got to throw in some wink wink jokes for the adults I hate that right um, yeah and it it does seem that you know as when franchises keep going like the further they go the more 
jokes like that you get or like yeah. you know the cheaper jokes and, and it's not as funny anymore so yeah like in the minions movie they had a joke about a threesome they had a joke about mm-hmm. a, a minion wearing a thong they had a joke about yeah. i mean it's just like oh but anyway i know a lot of people love those movies so more power to them but i did put it at number two because mm-hmm. it does seem like kids love them and love the minions and i i just can't vote against illumination at this point they just they just know how to do it. <laughs> they know how to do it. And uh, talking about the numbers, I have it in number three. And in terms of specific money, um, so here's the deal. Despicable Me Too made 368 in the U.S. Okay. And then Minions did a little less, 333. So, but even that, so it seems like uh, Despicable Me 3 is supposed to make I think less money than Minions did because I feel like people do get a little bit less into it the further the franchise goes along Mm -hmm. but even then if it has a similar drop to the one Minions had after Despicable Me 2 it would still be around the $300 mark which is a lot of money and it's enough to be number two or number three for sure um yeah yeah so so that's kind of I didn't do numbers like you but but yeah that sounds certainly reasonable well yeah at some point i just had to because um that's how i end up predicting you know at some point you just have to find a random excuse to put something at number three or number four or whatever right and i feel like those looking at those numbers helps me do that but yeah i would say to everybody really watch for that crowded june i think that that's gonna i really wish that cars three was opening in July. I think it would help it a lot. And I think it would help Captain Underpants a lot uh, to be able to have, you know, one more week to stretch. And I, I, I just worry that the same thing will happen to Cars 3 that happened to Smurfs The Lost Village, which I think was underrated. I, I actually liked it. I thought it was, okay. I, 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 I really did. I thought it had beautiful animation and world building. And like the story's not that great, but it's not awful either. And mm-hmm. I liked it. I actually thought it was pretty good. And, and you see what happened with, so Smurfs The Lost Village skunked uh, and uh, it, was beat by the boss baby who would have ever figured that in a million years. And I I think that uh, it was hurt by the fact that the previous Smurfs film wasn't very, you know, well-regarded people didn't like it. And it was, you know, there's just this other option when you have something else to see. And Mm. so I kind of worry about that with cars Two. I mean, cars three, we have this, the predecessor wasn't very well loved and you have this other option of things to see. And mm-hmm. I don't know. Well, it does seem like marketing plays a big role, especially I think in this, these uh, kids' movies because yeah, kids, you know, true. are obviously more susceptible to that sort of thing, and they then they bother their parents to go see the movie that they've seen about in TV a lot. Yeah, um, that's true. I think that happened definitely with the Boss Baby, which had a. I feel like I saw that baby everywhere that I went. <laughs> I feel like they had a lot of uh, marketing push a very big marketing push going on and and not so much the smurfs the smurfs so i think that's kind of what happened and it might happen with the speakable me three again you know um captain underpants i think is i haven't heard much about or seen much about Mm -hmm. Um, and well then there's cars three i don't know how big the marketing for that is but it's a that's a big property for disney so they should make some money as we will see later today (laughs) Um, yeah, Captain Underpants, it's an interesting, do you have that on your list? I don't. Okay, um, neither do I. Yeah. I, I don't. 
sorry, go ahead. Right. So the thing is, most animated movies of that kind tend to make more than $100 million. I just, I don't know, because of what you say, right? It's a crowded uh, month, and mm -hmm. uh, it is, you know, every now and then there is a movie, an animated movie that does not make that kind of money, but it's kind of hard for me to predict which one it is because, you know, honestly, at this point, a lot of them just look equally bad to me and I can't really, um, yeah. you know, a lot of those yeah. that are not like the big temple ones look like, I don't, you know, I have no idea if the Boss Baby or Smurfs is going to be more well-liked by children. Like, right. it's hard for me to put in that position, but... So yeah, I think Captain Underpants could do some could do some money, could make some money, but um, uh, not enough to get in the top ten. I don't think. It just seems like I joke that with DreamWorks movies, it seems like they're the one that I like always does poorly, and <laughs> the one that that I don't like always makes a lot of money. So <laughs> so I'm fully expecting for Captain Underpants to be really good and not make money because. <laughs> Because Boss Baby, I didn't like, and it made a lot of money. So. Right, so it's one for them, one for Rachel. That's yeah, exactly. a DreamWorks model. Right. Yeah. But I, I do like the animation. The only thing that annoys me out of uh, Captain Underpants is uh, that I, I don't like the fact that they have adults voicing the children. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm not a fan of that. That's one thing I loved about the Peanuts movie is they actually had children. I yeah. don't like having Kevin Hart voicing a child. Like I don't like that. Anyway. So, right. Well. Okay. Do? Yeah. So um, okay. Well. So what is your number two then? My number two, right? So Despicable Me, number three, and my number two, I think, is uh, kind of a uncertain bet. Mm -hmm. uh, but my number two is Wonder Woman, which comes out June second, and uh, so this is a big question mark, right? Because mm -hmm. I feel like, on the one hand. I feel like people are excited for Wonder Woman. Uh, people want to see a female superhero. They're excited for that. Um, she was the one thing people liked about Batman v Superman. Mm -hmm. So I feel like it's got a lot of potential there. On the other hand, I think the these Warner Brothers DC movies have kind of proven themselves to be quite bad. And, you know, even though Batman v Superman, I think, has its the merits people don't like it and think it's horrible and suicide squad is even worse so um so i, I think it could both could go both ways especially if wonder this is assuming wonder woman is a good movie by the way um right i, I mean i can't possibly imagine it being worse than suicide squad so i feel like people are probably going to think of it as a step up from last year and you know um and if it's actually good, I think people can be excited and it comes out in the middle of June. There's no other superhero movies in June. There's a lot of animation, but, you know, something for teenagers and grownups, I think Wonder Woman is the way to go and it might make a lot of money. I feel like I feel like the actors doing a table read would be better than, than Suicide Squad. Yeah. <laughs> That's probably um, true. But uh, I have Wonder Woman at fifth place. Uh, because okay. I, I do have some of those reservations about it. I'm cautiously optimistic about it. Like, I want mm -hmm. nothing more than for it to be awesome. Like, it would be so great if this movie was, was not even just awesome. Like, it'd be so great if it was just, like, competent and enjoyable and entertaining. Like, because 
the, mm-hmm. the history of female-led superhero movies is just abysmal, horrible. Yes. And it, it's just crazy to me that the year 2017, like, we have never had a good, competent-made female-led superhero movie. That's crazy. <laughs> it is It is very crazy, and it is time to revert that. So I think that's what, yeah, I think people are really into that argument and the fact that we might finally have a great movie or, you know, a good, enjoyable, competent movie with a female superhero in the, at the lead. Yeah. Yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm not, I did like Wonder Woman in Batman v Superman, and I also do agree with you that even though I have major problems with Batman v Superman, I, I, I don't think it's worse than Batman and Robin, like some people claim. (laughs) Well, the thing about Batman v Superman for me is that it is clearly made by a weird, crazy person, right? This (laughs) Zack Snyder guy. He's like, he's demented. So it's just fascinating to see what he thinks a good superhero movie is. And, you know, I was just so caught by surprise and and almost entertained by the fact that this movie was so unhinged when we have most of our superhero movies come from Marvel and they're so specific and careful on how they make them. Uh That something so crazy and weird was very appealing to me at the time. Well, not very appealing, but, you know, mildly appealing. I get it. I, I get it. I, I think it, for me, it was like an, an ambitious failure. And yes. I would rather watch an ambitious failure than watch a boring success. Yeah. Yeah. I guess. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I don't know. It's, it's, it's a very interesting, it's an interesting situation, but I, I just, I just hope it's, it's decent. I hope it's, I hope it's comparable. What I'm hoping for is that it's comparable to the first Captain America movie by joe johnson which right i actually i do you like that at all i like i like that movie a lot and i think that's definitely what they're trying to go for with wonder woman yeah it's got sort of that world world war kind of vibe a little bit you know sort of that Mm -hmm. that era feel of of it and uh and i don't know i i just i i i want to see sort of more of gal gadot's acting we'll see she can she can pull it off but i I just, I just hope it's fun. I just, I really just hope I go and I enjoy it and it's not boring and it's not, yes. I don't know. So I'm, I'm nervous about it because I haven't liked, I didn't like Man of Steel. I didn't like Batman v Superman and I didn't like Suicide Squad. So I just, I don't know, cautiously optimistic, but I really want it to be good so bad. Yeah. And I'll tell you a little bit about how it ended up as my number two, because when I first looked at the, at the release calendar and I looked at the titles I said well Wonder Woman that's probably going to be around number five or four like you have it Mm -hmm. Um, but then when I started to look at the numbers I started to bump it higher and higher and suddenly it was a number two and the thing is both Batman v Superman and Suicide Squad made more than 300 million dollars right yeah and and so I think Wonder Woman if it's bad if it sucks it's going to probably still make 300 million and i think if it's good it's got to make more than those movies did because those movies were so bad and people didn't like them at all and made so much money so i ended up putting it at around 350 and you know i don't know if there's another movie in the slate that could crack 350 maybe despicable me or spider-man i don't know Mm -hmm. um 
But I, yeah, I feel like it's a little bit of a bold choice, but I think it might pay off. So Wonder Woman, number two. Cool. All right. That's, that's good. Um, so, okay. So my number three, you just mentioned it, is Spider-Man Homecoming. It's got nice. the, it, it's got the positive bump off of a Civil War. People really liked Spider-Man in Civil War. It's got Tony Stark in it and all of the Iron Man movies have done incredibly well at the box office. And they featured Tony Stark heavily in the trailer, this last trailer that they did. It almost felt like an Iron Man trailer. And so that's got to appeal to people. I think people like Iron Man. And uh, it looks funny and it looks like it's going to appeal to teenagers who are a big Mm -hmm. uh, group and going to the movies. And it's like I said, it's got, the July 4th weekend opening, which has got to help it a little bit too. And yeah, I mean, even, even in amazing Spider-Man two, which most people really didn't like, that's still made uh, over $200 million at the box office. And yeah. So, so I think we get it. We can have that as some sort of, you know, guiding principle for Spider-Man franchises. It would be shocking if it didn't make, if it made less than 200 million yeah. in the U S um, I think People are, like you say, I think people are excited for Spider-Man. And I think it's kind of similar to the Wonder Woman situation where the thing that most the people uh, like the most about Civil War, I think, was Spider-Man's appearance. Mm-hmm. Um, at, le- at least that's the sense that I get. And that Robert Downey Jr. Uh, presence definitely gives it a bit of a bump. I think uh, the teenage, uh, setting it at a high school with actual teenagers might be a good idea and get you know that sort of demographic in the theater um i think it could make a lot of money i just i am unsure of exactly how much yeah it's it's it is hard to hard to know um how you know how well it'll do it's hard it's hard to know yes but Um, uh but i i don't know i just think i think it'll be i think people will really like it and it's got some some breathing room july there's not a whole lot of big big name movies it's sort of weird i feel like everything's opening in june and that then, is true i don't know you got May in june and then yeah july is pretty pretty i mean there's one specific weekend in july that it's kind of crazy but for my personal taste but we'll talk about it later yeah yeah um, <laughs> so i don't know it's sort of surprising me that some of these movies didn't bump to july like uh, Transformers, uh, some of these other movies that are in June, I think would maybe do a little better if they were in July, but what do I know? So, mm, yeah, um, well, yeah. Are you yeah. a Spider-Man fan? Is he a favorite hero of yours? Uh, or Favorite hero? I have actually been shockingly into the Spider-Man movies. I even liked Amazing spider I didn't like the first Amazing Spider-Man, but I did like the second one quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um, I just liked, I just uh, felt like Andrew Garfield and Emma Stone had like real palpable chemistry in those mm-hmm. movies and they were good together. Um, the Sam Raimi movies from back in the day, I like them a lot, especially Spider-Man two. I think mm-hmm. it's one of the best superhero movies. Mm-hmm. Still the Me one too. that I used to, uh, used to measure the other ones by, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think that's a great movie. And those movies were huge, amazing Spider-Man, not as, successful financially as the studio would have liked and now we have this third round of spider-man movies that are starting with home homecoming and 
I yeah, yeah, I just don't know how well it's gonna do. I feel like people are excited, but then maybe are also still a little tired of Spider-Man. It's old mm-hmm. news at this point, so I really don't know how to how to approach that topic. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you about the Amazing Spider-Man too, as far as uh, the chemistry between Andrew Garfield and uh, Emma Stone. I just really hated Electro. I thought he was so annoying. So that kind of ruined the movie for me. But but yeah. I did like them. They were good. So I agree with you there. Uh, but yeah, it, it's an interesting thing. It's kind of one of those franchises seems to be you can dust it off at almost any time and, and uh, people will, will you know go see and, and like it fairly well. So we will see how it uh, how it does. I'm really curious next year, you know, we have the um, animated uh, Miles Morales Spider-Man coming out, which I, I'm looking forward to. That should be interesting. Oh, that's next year. I think so. Oh, okay. That that's pretty quick. I think. I don't know. I didn't follow their production yeah. uh, closely, I'm pretty but sure. I, maybe I it's 2019. But, but uh, yeah, anyway. I forgot that we were getting that movie. That's gonna be cool. That's gonna be yeah. exciting. It's gonna be really good. So anyway, okay. Well, great. Uh, so yeah, that's my number three. Uh, you had Despicable Me number three. Uh, so what do you have at number four? Well, my number four was Spider-Man, actually, so we just oh, talked okay, about it. Good, good, yeah. okay. So my number four uh, is <laughs> not, certainly not my number four most anticipated, but um, it's, I have Transformers 5, The Last Night, at number and that's, four. that's my number five. So okay. I think we're, we're, I think our predictions are pretty close, like <laughs> yeah. a little bit uh, scrambled here and there, <laughs> but mostly the same movie. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I just, you're. I just think you've got to acknowledge this franchise is critic proof. It's, uh, it's just people go to see these movies, people that yeah. like these movies, like these movies. And, uh, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. I, the Transformers four made $245 million in the United States. And mm-hmm. that's a lot. <laughs> and it was yeah. horrible. And the thing about Transformers, the Transformers movies, is honestly, if they were an hour and a half, they wouldn't be that bad. They would be just stupid, cop, popcorn, whatever yeah. movies. Well, it, if they were an hour and a half, I would definitely consider watching them. But <laughs> because they're so long, I just can't bring myself to go oh, to the theater. The last one was almost three hours, and you just wanted to die. Like, right. you just, I like, just can't imagine that. Praying for death, and and yeah, you're just it, the the trailers. Because Michael Bay typically knows how to make a really classic kind of pulpy trailer. Like, mm-hmm. If you look at, say, the trailer for Pearl Harbor, it's like very right. like epic, and it, it's a great trailer. Terrible movie, great yes. trailer. I agree and, with that. <laughs> and he's great at that, or whoever the marketing team that makes his trailers, really good. But not with this one. So that's one thing that's sort of like, hmm. I yeah. So can wonder. we talk a little bit about this movie? Because it, from what I know of it and the trailer, it seems quite completely crazy to me. Yeah. Like it starts off in the middle ages and there's yeah. transformers and then oh my god this is insane like i sometimes i feel like i might have to see it just to believe what's going on yeah so they have this there's there's slight reasons to hope and then like complete not reasons to hope because i actually love the animated transformers movie from the 80s if you haven't seen it you should totally see it it is a really good sci-fi movie it's really good with the best of Orson Welles right yes (laughs) it is and so there's there's actually like potential in this franchise if they could 
but it's just been handled so badly. And so (laughs) they had this, uh, after uh, Spider-Man, after Transformers 4 sucked, uh, they, they had this writing room where they got like all these amazing people, like this incredible writing room where they, mm-hmm. they came up with all these ideas for how to make Transformers uh, good. good, and, and then right after they had this writing room, they announced, oh, wait, backseas, we're going back to Michael Bay. And we're going back to, and, uh, but I can't help but think that some of these ideas filtered through into this new film. And that's why it feels so insane. Like it feels like, a brainstorming session came up with these ideas and they were like, okay, let's do that and that and that and that, and let's combine it all in with Michael Bay and the Transformers. Cause it does feel insane. Like they have lost their mind. Cause you have, uh, you have, uh, Excalibur that, that the, the Transformers go and they get Excalibur from King Arthur and then they take it to 1940s and meet up with Winston Churchill, who's become Wait, a Nazi. Are you, are you being serious right now? I'm, no, I'd be completely serious. This is the story of Transformers the last night? Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. I think I have to see that. <laughs> no, it went, uh, Anthony Hopkins plays Winston Churchill. Oh, he plays Winston Churchill? Yes. I had no idea that's what he was saying. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. This is a year for Winston Churchill, huh? There's a biopic coming out yeah. in the fall, too. With <laughs> so I think it's the year of Churchill. That's right. And, uh, yeah, no, this is actually legit. And, and then they somehow, this last trailer, there's like this girl and she, all of a sudden they're playing like this girl power thing. Like Mark Wahlberg finds this, this young like girl who's like, uh, I don't know. And then there's, she's got this like little robot who's like her buddy and mm. <laughs> just like, I haven't seen this new trailer, but it sounds to me like they might want to play kind of like, Similar to Logan, try to get some of that audience yeah, with that sort of yeah. story in the trailer. <laughs> it Little looks like Wolverine, you know. It looks like a Nike ad. Like it's so bad, and it's yeah. it's pretty hard for me. In the last Transformers movie, there's a scene where the the one character is dating the Mark Wahlberg character has a teenage daughter who's like seventeen, and. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's this thing called the Romeo and Juliet law. Oh my God. I've heard about that. <laughs> it just seems insane. And he has, he has like the law in his wallet or something. Yeah, right? He has this like card in his wallet. <laughs> and they have like a whole scene of dialogue where they're like, you see, sir, I'm actually allowed to date your teenage daughter because here's this law and he gives him the card and he like, <laughs> Oh Jesus. Okay. And you're just like, it's pretty hard for you to play after you have a scene like that and you have a million shots of Megan Fox, you know, and her, uh, yeah, <laughs> like it's pretty hard to, to kind of play off the girl power thing now. You're like, I, I just don't, you know, buy it in your franchise, yeah. but yeah, it, it, um, it, it looks really bad. It looks, it looks, it looks bad, but it seems like it won't bad. matter that much. Right. No. I feel like it's, will still make money and will, I mean, and even, I think there's a possibility that it does not do well in the U.S., that somehow people have grown tired of these movies or the last one was so bad that they just don't want to go in, and see Transformers 5. Mm-hmm. But even then, I think it's almost assured that it's going to make a billion dollars somewhere else. Yeah. Like, I think it's going to make huge yeah. money in China. The last Transformers sure. movie was huge in China, I think. 
and and there's some other markets where people are loving this these Transformers movies. So I think yep. I feel about this Transformers similar to how I feel about Pirate the new Pirates movies. Um, they are both fifth uh, entries in a franchise that it's been going for a while. I they're both definitely going to make a lot of money international, and I feel like they both might have. Uh, trouble getting as big an audience as they would want to in the US but we'll see about that I'm unsure about that you know it's a question mark they even just announced that I guess uh, Michael Bay built a second temporary Stonehenge and that's going to be blown up in the movie like he's just he's just <laughs> he's out of control he's insane so all right uh yeah I I like I really think if they made these movies like an hour and a half, like I, I, they would be tolerable and they would be kind of fun. But it's just hard to have that kind of fun uh, at at almost three hours. It's just, it's really tough. So yeah. anyway, what are you gonna do? We can all just watch Pacific Rim instead or something like that. Right. Uh, well, I guess I'm not. All, I also don't like Pacific Rim that much, but um, I like Godzilla. So I watch that. Okay, there you go. <laughs> um, okay, so I had I have Wonder Woman at number uh, number five. Right, and I have Transformers. So so far, we're halfway through the list, and we have <laughs> said the same five movies, right? Yeah, exactly. So okay. yeah, it's interesting. So what do you say? So, wait, so you what did you have? A, you had Transformers at five. Right. Okay. So, so yeah. what do you have at six? Okay, this is great because number six is the new Pirates movie for me. Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, interesting. Dead Men Tell No Tales. I do not have that on my list. I think that is going to be this year's Alice Through the Looking Glass. Well, that is, I think that is exactly what I was was going through my mind and what I think could happen. I just don't know if it will. I just, you know, it's a big question mark for me how well this movie is going to do, kind of like for the Transformers movie how well it's going to do. And that's why I ended up putting them in the middle of my prediction pack. And uh-huh. that's why Transformers at five, Pirates at six. I think that they are, I mean, I feel like they won't do as well as the last movies in the franchise did, but even then I feel like uh, it'd be hard for them not to get to 200, 225 or something. I do think the Pirates uh, is more vulnerable to being a flop than Transformers. So that's why I have it number six. And yeah. I, yeah, but I mean, again, I can be foolish. I did predict Alice through the looking glass to make a bunch of money last year. And we know how that turned out. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, I, uh, I, I don't know. I've, I've only seen two of these movies. I, I saw the first one and I saw the second one, which I hated. So I never saw any oh, of the others. Really? You've only seen two of the pirates, huh? Yeah. It's my, uh, I guess Disney gap. It's my, right. <laughs> Um, <laughs> I yeah. so I don't know. I guess I'm a little bit out of that uh, fan fandom. So I, yeah, um, I remember. But I mean, I've seen the first three. I never caught up to the fourth one, which is the one that's just Johnny Depp, right? Without Keira Knightley and without Orlando Bloom. Um, but the first three, I loved the first one when I was a kid when I first saw it. I think it's a great movie, and I still mm-hmm. do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I was very disappointed by the second and third ones because they just made them so big and epic and kind of uh, it kind of lost its charm a little bit for me. Um, I did see the second one again last year. I caught up with it and it was better than I remembered. So I don't know. 
I feel like this Pirates franchise could be great, and it just hasn't for some reason. Maybe it's because they want to do things that are too visual effects heavy. I don't know. I don't know what it is. I I just felt like the second one. I mean, I haven't seen it in years, so maybe I'd have a similar experience to you, and, and it would grow. It would be better on the rewatch. But at the time, I was very disappointed with it, and I felt like it was uh, just kind of cluttered and boring. And I don't know. I just wasn't engaged in it. Uh, but you know, who who knows? Uh, it is what... definitely cluttered, and I think that might be the thing that kind of. Uh killed the franchise for me right i mean uh, apparently there's a lot of people who still like those movies and will go to see them but it they do seem bloated and you know the johnny depp thing the first time around it was revelatory it was like amazing this new completely mm-hmm. unique character and now it's just getting like partially because he's been doing the same thing in other movies as well so we're kind of like i feel like Mm-hmm. we've been overexposed to Johnny Depp's quirks. Yeah, and, and he's just taken a huge slide as as far as public opinion and oh, favor, yes. you know, with things going on in his personal life and There's other stuff. Too. So I, I don't know. I just don't, I, I think it's not going to do that well. I, I, I see it as being sort of a Independence Day resurgence, Alice Through Looking mm-hmm. Glass, this, this kind of a sequel that, that nobody really wanted and just not that many people are going to see, but but uh, who knows? Uh, yeah. I haven't seen. I've only seen the, you know two of them, so I I I, I, I don't know. I think that's a reasonable bet for you know movie huge movie that underperforms to expectations. Yeah. Um, b- because of what you said, th- there's the whole Johnny Depp thing, pirates thing. People are getting bored, but the pirates movies keep making money overseas, which is mm-hmm. kind of surprising to me but people love them and Johnny yeah. Depp is a big star in in you know across the world we'll see how much he has waned with the recent you know scandals developments mm-hmm. in his personal life right so my number six I admit maybe a little bit wishful thinking uh, that it'll be this high on the on, on the list but I have War of the Planet of the Apes at number six they, the okay. last yeah so the last one uh, did pretty well at the box office, uh, $208 million uh, at the um, domestic. That's pretty good. Yeah, it's pretty good for that kind of movie, I feel. Mm-hmm. And I I just love both of these previous movies. I mean, I, I, I love them. I, I think that they are so like thoughtful and yet still exciting and still... I love the characters. I love Caesar as a character. I love... The last one I just thought was so moving and for me like just the scene alone where uh where gary oldman is finally able to plug in his uh like ipad device whatever and he's he's finally able to see pictures of his children and that that scene was so impactful to me because i just thought about like every picture i have i mean i never print out photos now ever and you know and so if something like that were to happen I would have no pictures of anybody that I love. They're all on electronic devices. And, and I don't know, just, so there were just so many moments like that in the, the last movie that really impacted me and really affected me. And, and yet it was still entertaining and had those like kind of ape Rambo type moments that were really fun. And I just loved right. it so much. And ape so, Rambo. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I really, I, I feel, I, I know this is a hyperbole, but I really think if this third one is, is great, then I think this would be one of my favorite trilogies ever. I, I just love all three of these, all, all two these movies personally. Okay. And so I, and I think they both done well. I think there's a lot of good momentum, positive buzz about, mm-hmm. um, and, you know, about this franchise. So I'm just hopeful that it'll do as well as the last one and that it'll be as good. And anyway, so that's sort of why I put it at number six, uh, just cause I, I've just loved the previous two so much and I, I hope it will do as well. All right. So here's the thing. I have it further down at number nine. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's partially because do you have any idea of the public's response to these movies outside of the money, you know, and you're, of course, you love them, but do you feel like there's a lot of people who love them? I have a hard time uh, taking that into account, finding the people that love these well, apes movies. I Only, know, you know that, like, it's hard because I'm in this little, like, YouTuber kind of blogger thing. And I feel like amongst those people, then they, they're very popular. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's, yeah. I get that sense too, but uh, you know, out in the real world, so to yeah. say, um, I have a hard time, uh, you know, getting a sense of how excited yeah. people are about these movies. Um, I think that's fair. I, I, uh, that's why I say, I admit it's maybe partly sort of wishful thinking a little bit on my part, having the at six, but uh, I, I'm just going off of, like I said, the last one made $208 million and this, so hopefully we'll continue that momentum. And, but I don't know, it's, it's a tough, like once we're getting to now six onto 10, I feel like it's very, it becomes much harder. I feel like these first five are, I mean, we completely agreed and they're pretty much, I think going to be almost everybody's top five. And yeah, I, so, I have to say number nine and 10 were particularly hard for me yeah. to decide, but I think the plan of the apes movies are pretty, are in a pretty healthy spot, you know, mm-hmm. uh, financially. And I think it'll definitely make something like 150 or mm-hmm. around there, which should be pretty yeah. well. It's going to be definitely a drop from the 200 of the last movie, but I Did do you- expect it to, to make less money than the last one, but, um, but it should still make like a, a decent amount. I think it's mm-hmm. going to be a, a decent hit. They haven't done as as much marketing. I mean, we're still a er, little early, so who knows? But the last one, the marketing was with the apes on the horses and the stuff like that. Like, I think was a little bit maybe more sort of blockbustery and a little bit more sort of appealing uh, than right. Um, than I, what they've you're done. right. I haven't seen much marketing for the only thing I've seen of this new movie is the the poster of the of the like you say the mm-hmm. chimp on the on the horse. And they have one trailer, but it was more like a teaser. So, okay. um, so yeah, yeah. Anyway, so that's that's why I have it six. Uh, did you like this series at all? Do you, you think it's any good? Um, I really like the first movie. Um, that's Rise of the Planet of the Apes, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. yeah, I really like that one. That's the one with James Franco, right? And yeah. with the with, he's the doctor and he's trying to find a cure or whatever. That's I thought that was really great. I liked mm-hmm. the the focus on the on the ape character on Caesar. I thought that was really cool. I wasn't a huge fan of the second one. Um, I feel like it did some cool stuff. It had some cool ideas, but it didn't really come together for me as much as I wanted. Oh, fair enough. Okay. So what do you have at six? My number six 
we just did number six, right? My number six was Pirates, and oh, my right, number right. Sorry, seven sorry, sorry. is... Yeah, it's your number seven. Number seven is Cars 3. Okay. Do you have it on your list at all? I have it at number 10. And that's actually a change I, in my blog post. I didn't have it on at all because I'm just factoring in this. Um, I factoring The reason why I didn't have it in at all first was because I felt like the uh, the trailers have been brilliant in my opinion, but I know some parents that were very turned off by the trailers because they were sort of upsetting to the little kids, you know, to see it lightning. Oh, too intense, right? Because it's yeah. the car crash. Trailer. So, but the reason why I went ahead and put it number ten on my list is because they just released this last trailer, and I thought it was. If you're just basing on a trailer selling a movie, I thought it was a very good trailer and uh and it just makes it seem like this this it's like rocky three or something like, that. <laughs> like, right. it's like very exciting and so i feel like just based on that trailer and uh you know the strength of the merchandising and the the franchise i think it will be i think it'll be number 10 but i i just i think that cluttered june is is, is gonna hurt it and so that's why i originally kind of had it out of my um, cause it just has to hit it big opening weekend and then have a pretty solid second weekend, uh, to mm-hmm. be able to, cause Despicable Me is going to come and blow it out of the water week three. So, uh, right. you know, it, I um, figure it's going to make $80 million opening weekend and then we'll make something like 30 the next and get know. it to a hundred. That's pretty, that would be kind of low, but Pixar standards, right? Yeah. I think- uh, that's For a while, I, all of them were clearing two hundred million, and then Cars through Cars Two made one ninety, and then I think then they had the Good Dinosaur, which was kind of like a disappointment with one hundred and twenty-three yeah. million. But I don't know. I feel like I, from what I understand, so the thing about the Cars movies, of course, is that the the critical or like you know community is not into them. Um, they've always been regarded as the one as you know the lesser of the pixar franchises uh-huh. the ones that is more for kids and not so much for adults doesn't have this original ideas or whatever but at the same time kids love them and the merchandise is huge it's like yeah. they make so much money selling cars merchandise did you know it's uh second only to to star wars i did not know that but it does not surprise me because everything i've heard dollars yeah everything i've heard is that they make so that's why i think it it has to make money, right? I feel like kids will want to see it. I know the only uh, baby in my life I, that I know at the moment is super into cars. So I, you know, um, mm-hmm. I think um, I think it has to make some money. I think I'm predicting it to make 190, which is what Cars 2 did, which is strange. It would be for a sequel, you know, to make exactly as much as the last one. But, you know, I... That's my best guess at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, I don't know. I just, like, the Planes movies didn't do that well. And I think they basically look, I think the average person, if you were to ask, is the Planes movie a Disney movie or a Pixar movie, most of them would be like, oh, it's a Pixar movie. Like, most people don't right. know Most like people that. think that's Pixar. You're right. And, yeah. So, I don't know. I, I just, I feel like it's going to do fine. They're going to make their money back and they'll be happy and it'll do very well overseas and they'll get all that merch and it'll be a fine thing. It'll be a base hit for them. Actually, I think it'll probably be the best of the three as far as quality and storytelling and things. But uh, mm-hmm. I, 
I I don't know. I just I I think right. that it it won't be a. Uh, I think people maybe a lot of people are over estimating the cars three i because of that cluttered june that that's just my biggest thing that i'm like mm, i don't know mm-hmm. um like yeah. on sc- screen junkies they had uh one of them had it at number two there is no way cars three is going to be number two I, that, yeah I that would, seems like a lot that seems uh, hard yeah so we'll um, we will see but yeah. I, you know, I'm actually kind of excited for it. I'm, 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 I'm curious to see what they're going to do. It's just sort of an exercise in rebranding. I think it's kind of interesting, mm-hmm. and uh, I'm curious to see. I don't hate the Cars movies like other people do. I actually think the the first one has a nice message about small town America and and um and some nice themes to it, and it's some beautiful animation. So I don't mind it. And then the second one, I, I, I don't. It's not a good movie, but I don't think it's like norm of the north like the most horrible thing like some people make it out to be either like i i think it's a harmless spoof sci-fi movie and uh, sci-fi uh, caught, uh, i can't talk it's a harmless uh, spy spoof movie for spice to right yeah it's got the spice um right so i agree mostly with that i think the first cars is pretty okay i i liked it quite a bit when i first saw it but i haven't seen it since and the second movie, I think I probably like it less than you do. I just feel like it's too much Mater. Yeah, that who is, is not too much the best Mater. character. And I do think they are trying to scale back on him for this third one, right? Yeah. He's not in the trailers, like barely in the second trailer, I think. Yeah. Um, I, I gotta say, I was more intrigued by the first trailer that they released for this new Cars movie, just because it was so strange and weird, and it seemed like they were going in a completely crazy direction. Mm-hmm. And now that they've released this, the new trailer, it does make sense. Like, I understand what they were trying to do, and it does seem like this type of story that they can tell. Um, which is not surprising, but I, it, I was a little disappointed because I thought they were going to go in some like super crazy direction, which of course they're not, because, you know, like you say, at the end of the day, this movie is made just so that they can make more money off the merchandise. So got to keep that in mind. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's interesting. If you listen to the audio commentary on cars Two, like it is, it, it's, it's interesting because John Laster freaking loves that movie. Like he absolutely loves it. <laughs> and like, you can just tell, like he always wanted to make a spy movie. Like that, that was just sort of his thing. And this was his chance. And, and it is just kind of funny right. that everyone, everyone hates uh, it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh... I don't, I do believe John Lasseter when he says he loves cars and he loves the cars franchise. Yeah. And I bet he loves these movies as well. Yeah. But I do think that the, you know, the order to green light them is maybe coming up from the stockholders and, you know, the money people at Disney. Yeah, I think that's probably, there's, there's definitely truth to that for sure. Uh, but uh, anyway, I'm hoping that it will be okay, that it'll be a decent little movie. I mean, this year animation is just, it's just not, not a good situation to be in. Yeah, so. we'll see. <laughs> Well, it'll all end when the boss baby wins the Academy Award. <laughs> yeah, I, I was saying uh, that uh, that if 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 the um, Emoji Movie and Boss Baby and Despicable Me Three are the top three animated films at the box office of 2017, I think I might change genres that I focus on. <laughs> <laughs> because I don't know yeah. if I can take it. But anyway, all right. Mm-hmm. So did you have 
well, anyway, we'll see. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So, so number seven for me, Cars. What's your number seven? Number seven for me is The Mummy. And this is oh, a bit of a risk because uh, I, I'm not that, personally, I'm not that excited about it. Uh, and their Dracula Untold didn't do that well when they mm-hmm. you know, previously tried to sort of jump off this right. cinematic universe with monsters or whatever. And yeah. I, the disappointing thing to me is I watch it and I feel like it's not a mummy movie. It looks like mission impossible. And so this thing could really, this is kind of my, um, uh, my pirates. I think I went with this instead of pirates because I I just think, you know, you've got Tom Cruise, the stunts look pretty Mm -hmm. good, pretty exciting. And at least it's something kind of new. Uh, And so I don't know. It's, it's a risk because I do feel like, the Sofia Botella, I think is her name. I feel like that looks pretty corny. And um, and mm. I don't know. I just wish that they had like really embraced it being a monster movie. And Because uh, I, I wasn't a big fan of, of the recent Kong School Island. And, yeah, me either. And I feel like uh, both films are just kind of missing the mark on like what makes an entertaining like monster movie and well like they could have added like just made it scary and made it like creepy and and who knows maybe it'll it'll have those elements but it just looks very generic to me but sometimes generic sells and so i don't know that's where I, that's what i went with right. for seven and i think the mummy is not in my top 10 but i do think like you, that it's sort of this weird bet in which it can make a lot of money and it, or it can end up disappointing. And I think the wild card for me is kind of Tom Cruise. I think The Mummy by itself wouldn't sell that much, but mm-hmm. I think this Tom Cruise factor makes me think maybe if people think of it kind of as a Mission Impossible movie, like you, like you say, that those do really well, so maybe that's going to happen. But then you have other Tom Cruise movies that haven't done that well recently. Mm-hmm. Like Jack Reacher. It just seems like a really... Back. Exactly. Exactly. But even something that people like, like Edge of Tomorrow, it did make $100 million, but that was kind True. of low for that sort of movie, you know? Oh, so good, too. It opinion. is a good, really good movie. Um, uh Yeah, that's true. Yeah, so it's, a, it's kind of a wild card. And it does seem to me like a weird moment in Tom Cruise's career. I, I was very surprised when they said that he was going to do the next Mummy movie. That seems like a, almost like a surrendering on his part, you know, saying, uh, you know, Tom Cruise is not enough to to open a movie anymore. I have to attach myself to a franchise now. I mean, it was this, a weird... this cinematic universe, though, I mean, they, you can't, you got to give him credit for going after the big talent. I mean, they got Russell Crowe, they've got Johnny Depp, they've got uh, I don't know. I can't even remember everybody, but they've got a lot of big names that are going to be in this, uh, in these movies. And so, uh, oh, you do in the movies that they're, they're coming up, you mean, right? They yeah. haven't released yeah. most of them yet. Oh, yeah. Really? So Russell this, is the first and one. this is the first one. They were, well, like Dracula told was going to be the first one. Right. And now they're, they've wiped it from existence because nobody liked it. Right. They've been <laughs> trying for a while. Right. And they did that Frankenstein movie that also did very badly. Yeah. Was that them? Uh, I don't know. 
know if that was them or not, but I uh, think it might have been them. But yeah. yeah, but they've definitely been trying to get this off the ground, yeah. and it's not worked so far. So I guess I guess when you're trying that hard, you gotta get the big guns, and you get your Tom Cruise in there. Yeah, and he does seem a little bit old for the part. He seems a little, but who knows? I mean, he's very charismatic, and and uh, uh, I just wish it was embracing sort of the horror aspects of the mummy you know more than it looks like it is it looks like it just looks very generic whereas like if they had made like a creepy weird you know scary kind of more of a horror movie i think that would be much more i'd be much more sort of interested and you know compelled by Mm -hmm. it and uh you know something uh, i don't know i'm trying to think of like a big blockbuster scary movie kind of franchise that 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 they could model it after but i don't know so Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, we'll see. Anyway, so that's what I have at seven. Mm-hmm. And so, what do you have at eight? Number eight for me is uh, Dunkirk. Me too. I have it July twenty first, directed by Christopher Nolan. And here's the thing about July twenty first: it's going to be a crazy weekend for me because the three big movies opening that weekend, I can't wait to see. I am excited for Dunkirk. I am excited for Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets, which I'm sure it's going to make zero dollars and going to be a total bomb. But it looks so, so excited. I'm so excited for it. It looks so crazy, so fun. I want to see that. And I also am really excited for Girls Trip with Queen Latifah and Jada Pinkett (laughs) Smith because I I feel like I'm going to dig that movie. So I'm really excited for July 21st. That's going to be the biggest uh, weekend of the summer for me, I think. That's interesting. So I had, uh, well, we'll talk about Dunkirk in a second, but you bringing up um, Girls Night Out, I had Rough Night in my top, is number 10 mm-hmm. uh, in my blog post, because I there are three of these sort of raunchy female comedies this summer. Right. And I got to figure that one of them is going to break out and be a big hit. There's always one comedy that kind of comes through and is in the top 10, like you had your Ted or, you know, movies like that. And last year, like I said, Bad Moms was 11, so almost Mm -hmm. invaded a ton of money. So that's why I was going with Rough Night. But Mm -hmm. I finally, after this last Cars 3 trailer, I went in and put Cars 3 at 10 instead. But I don't know. So so Um, you're more excited for Girls' Night Out than for Rough Night? I am also excited for Rough Night. The thing about Rough Night is they think that that trailer is a little bit, I don't know, uh, a little, I'm a little unsure about the tone of the movie with the whole yeah. dead stripper thing or yeah. whatever. It might be a little too raunchy, a little too dark. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But the cast for Rough Night, it's got me really excited because I love all of those ladies, Scarlett Johansson and Ilana Glazer and um, who else is in the movie? Zoe Kravitz, Kate yeah, McKinnon. Yeah. yeah, Kate McKinnon. I'm really excited. I, I think it could do really well. I, I just think though i don't know i'm curious for your thoughts on this is that i do feel like i'm a little tired of the whole just because it's women it's somehow funnier to be raunchy you know like i feel like that was sort of a um a gag that's been done to death that like i i, I just i don't know i'm just sort of tired <laughs> tired of that do you do you feel yeah. any of that at all um so my thinking about that is almost that I think the sort of the cultural conversation has evolved in a way where it's almost, I feel like now it's not acceptable really for male characters to be raunchy in that way. Like it mm-hmm. looks, it comes off as crass, right? Or like not very cool, I think. That's I think why the Hangover movies 
started to make less money as they went along. And then Adam Sandler is now on Netflix instead of a, oh. the movie theater and that sort of thing, you know. And I guess Judd Apatow keeps making his movies, but even him, uh, he uh, did Watch that on. Amy Schumer movie, right? And then he moved on to to female leads. So I think, I think it's it's. I think it's good that we are getting all these great female comedians something to do. And I think Melissa McCarthy has done some really good ones. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked Spy. Um, and and honestly, what keeps me coming back... Well, I wouldn't say that I've seen a lot of them, but depending on the cast, if the cast is good, you can get me in the theater for a comedy. You know, when you put Scarlett Johansson and Kate mm-hmm. McKinnon together in a movie, I'm going to be excited for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Same for oh, Queen sure. Latifah and Jada Pinkett Smith. Oh, yeah. I just, I'm just, uh, I guess, a little bit of tired of the whole idea that it's funnier because, oh, look, women can be raunchy too. Does that make sense? That does make sense. And I think sometimes, uh, I think that was a problem. At, at one point, it became a problem. Like, after Bridesmaids, at some point, I think we started to get to that place. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that, you know, at least one of these movies that are coming out this summer might take it in a new direction and we will enter a, a new era of that sort of thing. Yeah. So we'll see. Because there's also Snatched coming out, which it has, the, I mean, I'm not going to see any of these. This is not my thing. But, mm-hmm. but the interesting thing about Snatched is Goldie Hawn is first movie in 15 years. Yeah, uh, that is the one thing that has got me uh, thinking that I might see Snatched. Uh, the trailer didn't look very good to me. Wanda Sykes yeah. is in it too, and I like Wanda Sykes. So maybe I'll, I don't know. I'll think about <laughs> Interesting. it. Interesting. All right. So anyway, we got off got Dunkirk. Uh, but so here's the reason right, why. We haven't talked about Dunkirk at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> all right. Um, so Dunkirk, I, I think that. I think that Christopher Nolan's name still has a lot of weight for the box office. It's an interesting world we live in because I don't feel like actors hold that much play anymore as far as box office. Uh, But Mm -hmm. I actually think directors do. And it's sort of interesting. (laughs) Well, I think a a couple of them, right? I think there's a couple Mm -hmm. really big ones that can still open a movie. Yeah. Yeah. Um, And definitely Christopher Nolan would have to be at the top of that list. Yeah. Christopher Nolan, Quentin Tarantino, Tarantino, Mark Scorsese. Uh, Although, you know, sometimes when you make a movie about a Jesuit priest in Japan, the movie doesn't do that well. But yeah, but sure. Like sometimes Scorsese can get it. Um, Spielberg, depending on what he's working on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, even somebody like your Michael Bay, I mean, for whatever reason. (laughs) Mm Mm-hmm. People, people. Although people right. didn't love the, um, I guess it direct the turtle, turtles movie. But I thought that I had that very high on my list last year because I thought that, I don't know, I just thought he was critic proof. I thought that people would go to the turtles movie no matter what. Uh, but right. there you go. Um, so, uh, so anyway, so there's that. There's Christopher Nolan. His last, you know, Interstellar made 188 million dollars. Right. And I think this is probably going to be in that range. I yeah. don't see a reason why it would make less than that. And I don't see a reason why it would make much more either. Yeah. Unless it's it, like, you know, it's so impressive and such a big phenomenon that people, yeah. uh, just the word of mouth is so big that it, it somehow becomes a huge, huge hit. But I think that would be kind of hard in the summer, uh, with so many movies trying to get money at that time. Yeah. And with, um, you know, the, we haven't had like a serious war movie in the summer for a long time that it's yeah. done well. So, well, I mean, that's one thing I was going to ask you is like, 
do you think the the release date is weird? Um, I think it's a little weird, but I do think they are trying. They are very insistent on it not being, uh, not calling it a war movie, but an adventure, like an action adventure movie. So I don't know what's going on there. Mm. Um, I think it might be much more action focused than than war focused, and I feel like they, I, I, they, I feel like they definitely think they can make uh, get people in the in in their seats, you know, and get some. Mm get some people to see the movie because the you know and it looks pretty cool i saw some of it when i went to see rogue one they played 10 minutes of it in the imax presentation uh-huh. uh before the movie and it looked pretty it looked good i think it's gonna be it's gonna be a pretty good movie yeah it just seemed like the kind of thing that that would should open in like november or or december you know for like something like what american sniper did as far as its release date right you know well maybe the thing that's going on is you know christopher nolan his big movies that have not been batman you have uh, inception in the summer made more than you know i think multiple millions maybe more than 200 million it was a huge hit right and then interstellar in the fall didn't do quite as well so maybe they want to they think that the summer is a better place for nolan i don't know Hmm. yeah it could be i mean it's going to be refreshing I think after all these uh, superheroes and whatever, and, yeah, uh, you know, so I, I'm going to be refreshed really by the water of the English Channel during the world too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I'm excited for it. I'm looking forward to it. But uh, you know, it, it's it, it does seem a bit weird and uh, a placement. And also, I mean, do you have any hesitancy about the PG-13 rating at all? Um. How so? What are you thinking? There about? are some people who feel like it should, if it's a, if it's going to be a compelling R, a war movie, it should be rated it should be R. An R. Um, I don't know. Maybe that's one of the things. I think that's an indicative that they are trying to push this action adventure uh, mm-hmm. side of it more than the war side. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I'm intrigued by me, this movie. But... Yeah, I mean, it doesn't uh... particularly bother me either. I think you can make. I don't know. Um, I just watched War Horse the other day, and that's a PG-13 movie. Yeah, I was actually just going to bring that up. (laughs) Yeah, and I think it does a pretty good job of, you know, I know you like um, Hacks Are Rich, but one of the things about it was that I thought the the violence was so big and so ridiculous to a point that I feel like, you know, not because getting that R rating doesn't mean that it's necessarily going to be better for a war movie, Mm -hmm. I think. Yeah, I mean, I don't argue that it's that it is very big and and somewhat excessive. Yeah, it's very bombastic, right? I get it. Uh, So, yeah, uh, the, uh, the, I don't have a problem with it not being R-rated. That doesn't bother me at all. Uh, But, um, uh, but anyway, so I've just heard that, you know, that worry Mm -hmm. out there, but I, I think, uh, I think eighth place is a good spot for it, clearly. <laughs> yeah, I think we agree on that. Number eight. Then so, okay, so number nine for me, mm-hmm. uh, I I was served very well last year by uh, putting Central Intelligence in my top ten. Uh, the Rock uh, uh-huh. seems to be able to do no wrong these days. And uh, so I have Baywatch at number nine. That's my comedy right. that I think will Baywatch. will do well. It's got a very attractive cast. Like, attractive meaning attractive mm-hmm. <laughs> beautiful uh i it, it doesn't have anything i don't think to do with the show which i don't think anyone cares about there might be a cameo or two right uh, it seems but, like it's kind of that 21 jump street type of yeah uh, adaptation right yeah and it's and so, kind of spoofing the show 
the big thing about this movie, if it's going to make a lot of money, is it, if it's funny. If people think it's funny, then it will make a lot of money. If if people don't, and it then it won't. <laughs> right, and, uh, that's the thing. I think, yeah, I don't know. I think people might, I feel, I get this feeling that people are looking through their trying to replicate 21 Jump Street thing. Yeah. I feel like they can, we can tell as a society that they are trying to sell us um, this movie based on our love for Channing Tatum. But I mean, The Rock. It's it's uh, it's a sort of like illumination at this point. Like, right. how do you how do you deny? It? Like, I mean, I thought that uh, San Andreas was horrible. That thing made a ton of money. And yeah, but uh, you know, The Rock. Um, I feel like The Rock can sometimes miss. I mean, San Andreas was huge. He's obviously huge in the Fast and Furious movies. Um, but then he also did that Hercules movie that didn't do that well. That's right? true. But that so was kind of before. I feel like before he was like, I don't know. That was a couple of years ago. You're right. But, um, and I do agree that we are living in a golden age for the rock. I think (laughs) he's at the height of his popularity. Yeah. Height of his powers. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. And I think, yeah, I think, uh, if the movie ends up being a big hit, I think it would probably be a lot of it will have to do with the rock and, you know, his popularity at the moment. Yeah, I mean, like I said, if it's if if it gets horrible reviews and and uh, nobody thinks it's funny, then it won't do that well. But right. uh, but if it gets, I think, moderate reviews and people genuinely think it's funny, then I think it it will make the top ten, like Central Intelligence did, which I actually mm-hmm. thought was pretty funny. It's not like the greatest movie ever, but I liked it. Okay, yeah, I didn't I didn't get to that one, but um, I mean, it looked okay. Yeah, I mean, you have Kevin Hart there too. Who also, is just seems he's to also be, a huge hit. He's yeah, a big star. <laughs> yeah. well at at the box office. So I don't know. It, that one's like I said. These yeah. last these nine Zach and ten Efren, were, are tough. Not quite as big as Kevin Hart, I think. Uh, uh, oh Zach no! Efren. No, so he, I think he's also a bit of a question mark. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, he had uh, what Neighbors two, and and then that um. Zach and Dave need wedding dates, whatever it was. Right. That looked horrible. Dirty Grandpa. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, the first Neighbors did well. So maybe there's also a little bit of that. Zach Efron, Neighbors, 21 Jump Street, The Rock. I don't know. Yeah, maybe this will be a big hit. But I think, like you say, if the reviews are bad, I think it's going to flop. Yeah. So, yeah, like we talked about, the, these nine, eight, like eight, nine, and ten are maybe a little, little bit harder. I think there's going to probably be about – four or five movies that are going to make around the 120 to 130 mark. Mm-hmm. And so it could almost be any of them jumbled, jumbled up. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. I, I guess it, it does depend on at this point, you know, there's the movies that we know are going to make a lot of money. And then we have all of these movies that will try to make a lot of money and a lot yeah. of them will fail. So yeah. we're kind of in that spot where like, we're trying to figure out which ones will do a little bit better than the others. Yeah. So, um, so what do you have as your nine? Well, my number nine was War of the Planet of the Apes. Oh, right, right, right. And my number 10, this is the spot where I just kind of like, you know, throw my hands up in the air and say, <laughs> I guess this will do well. And that's uh, Alien Covenant. Yeah, that's which, the one so hard to predict. Yeah, I don't know how much it's going to do. It's This is partially because I don't know what other movie could uh, make. Uh, so I have Planet of the Apes doing around 150 million and I'm just trying to figure out what other movie can get close to that. 
and I think Alien is. I think the Mummy could potentially, um, but I'm a little more um, unsure about that one. So I'm just I just went with Alien. Mm-hmm. I, I think that it's it's a tough one to predict. It really is because uh, a lot of people didn't like Prometheus. I I don't mm-hmm. mind it. I don't think it's it's a little boring, but I think it's fine. I um, think it's fine as well. I'm yeah. not one of the haters. Right. And uh, there's been a long time since there's been a good alien, like with the word alien in the in the title. There, I mean, it's been it's a got long alien in the time. title, but it's got Ridley Scott. Maybe there's. But here's the thing, right? I I feel like movie nerds will be excited that perhaps that Ridley Scott is coming back to Alien, but then uh-huh. the average moviegoer will they even care about that? No. I don't know. I mean, it's hard to predict. I feel like movie nerds are probably almost going to be more mixed on Ridley Scott because I I I love his you know old school movie. I love Blade Runner. I love uh, you know Alien, um, but he had some rough. Films yeah, he's for had a while. Some I mean, his Exodus Gods and Kings was horrible. And at least I thought it was awful. And, uh, and, but I really enjoyed The Martian. And so I think if they can mm. play up that from the That's director right. of The Martian. The Martian. That was a big hit for him. And that was, that was pretty recently. So, yeah. Um, but I don't know. Like the thing I, I worry about this movie is that the, the, the original two that are, good in my opinion the alien alien and aliens i think they work because the alien is kind of the xenomorph or whatever they're called is mm-hmm. used somewhat sparingly and so you get this oh. real sense of dread and and you just don't know kind of what is going to happen and there's the sense of insecurity on the part yeah. of of ripley and you know what's you feel worried for her you feel concerned for her and and anyway, I I think that I'm a little concerned about this new one because we see images in the trailer of the xenomorph landing on top of that. Um, yeah, that tram. like helicopter type yeah. of thing, right? I yeah. do I do know what you're talking about, and I was thinking of that image as soon as you said that thing about the xenomorph. I'm, like, I'm like, oh, this is going to be another kind of monster movie when it should be something creepy and scary and insecure and weird. And, and it's kind of like uh, the movie I'm Legend. And if you ever see that. Yes. Will Smith. So like the first half hour of that movie are, is in my opinion, just great. It's so mm-hmm. scary and so creepy. And so, but then as soon as you see the creatures, it just ruins it. <laughs> and it does. <laughs> um, and I think in that movie in particular, I think it has a lot to do with the visual effects not being very good. Yeah, that's fair. But, um, you know, maybe the alien effects are better. I see what you're saying. And I do see that the Ridley Scott thing may or may not pay off. I guess if it were James Cameron that was making the movie, I think yeah. we would be talking a different story. And yeah, would, that's true. people would be excited about that. Or at least more excited than they are now. <laughs> You are. How do you? I'm curious. Uh, this is off topic, but are you mm-hmm. are you ex- at all interested in these Avatar sequels? Um, James Cameron. I mean, <laughs> I am. I am not. But since James Cameron wants to do them, I'm. I feel like I guess he knows what's up. So I'll yeah. just I'll check them out. Yeah. I mean, I have to admit at this point, I'm kind of curious that like there's he spent like 
spent a, like a, over a decade like writing these things. Like, right? Yeah. Let's be honest; those movies are never going to come out. So let's just—he's <laughs> just going to spend the rest of his life rewriting these sequels. It's like somebody was like, "Yeah, the first one wasn't written that well. You got to do better." And so he's like, "Okay, <laughs> <laughs> let me write five movies this time." <laughs> yeah. Anyway, all right. So yeah, so it's certainly a fair pick. It certainly, I think could be the number 10 i i i think that mm-hmm. is on my dark ho- I, I have a list of dark horses that i think okay could. so on my dark horse list i Pretty have good. i have rough night i have okay. all eyes on me the tupac oh, movie oh right oh, okay that could go after the state of the compton money right yep yep uh and the guy um, i mean i don't know anything about tupac at all but uh right. or his music but the guy does look a lot like tupac Shapur, so they at least got that Right. Yeah. So I, I yeah. I also don't know how much, uh, how excited people are about it, but um, I think it could do well. Yeah. Who knows? Um. And 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 we have seen that uh the when films are able to successfully uh draw interest on a African American audience that they can do yeah. very well. So. Mm-hmm. If it yeah, could. I think that's why I would put if I had a dark horse uh category, I might put um girl strip in there i think that could also benefit from that and be a big hit if it's, i think you know, one of those three snatched rough night or girls night out i think one of those will be will break out and will be a a good hit whether we get the top 10 or not i think it will do well do well i think that's a fair assessment i think that's a good prediction i would put my money on the girl strip interesting uh, okay yeah um yeah i i can see that because I I do think that Rough Night could become mean spirited if it's not very careful uh, at how it handles uh, tone. But mm-hmm. um, anyway, so I have and then have Captain Underpants, Star Horse, uh, and um, the Emoji Movie. What do we think of the Emoji Movie? Do we think it's going to make money? I have no idea. I don't know how to. How, how well did the Angry Birds do? Angry Birds movie did pretty good. It was like number twelve at the yeah. box office. So, like, yeah. where are we talking about? Like, 120? Um, let me look it let up. Let see. So, 107. So, it, it yeah. cleared 100 million. Yeah. And uh, uh, that know, it, it was very cheap to make. So, But people didn't like it, right? You know, it, it, it wasn't awful. It, like, it's it's not good, but it's not awful. It's not like I was, like... It actually... The animation is pretty decent in the angry birds movie and it has mm-hmm. some funny jokes but uh it just and and there were some clever ideas in there like i, I do feel like they actually tried to make like a good angry birds movie but <laughs> right. in the end i couldn't i ended up giving a c minus which for me okay. like so it was just That's below average right, right. so like i couldn't give it a, a recommendation because i felt like the message was actually really weird and that that's what was the final thing for me i couldn't go along with it because mm-hmm. um the message of the movie is basically that being nice and being good being a good person um being happy kind of means you're stupid yeah because the you think going the angry birds of yeah, course they need the, to be you, angry yeah, you think going into it at least i did i thought it was going to be like a grinch kind of story you know, where, right, like, like the turn character. the angry bird into into the nice bird. Exactly, but no, <laughs> you basically have these pigs come in, and mm-hmm. the the happy birds are like really 
won over by these scheming pigs. And right. whereas the, the angry bird, Red, is smarter mm-hmm. than all the rest, and he sees behind their plan, and uh, and then he has to literally give them lessons on how to be angry. And hmm. <laughs> so I was like, That's interesting. Sounds like a like a rather twisted version of Inside Out or something. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> yeah, last year you had uh, a lot of movies trying to copy Inside Out. You had uh, The Angry Birds, uh, which was kind of what they did is they confused the idea of anger with confidence that you have to be confident you have to be and 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 somehow that that was also like angry and so it was a mess in that regard but then also you had trolls last year which the basic message of uh, it's not a horrible movie i gave it a c so it's just slightly higher slightly better than anger birds (laughs) but the the trolls the main message of that film was that you have to be that you should be happy and if you're not uh that there's certain things that you should be participating in uh and if you're not participating in those things then you are uh then there's something kind of wrong and you're like a malcontent basically hmm. and like you need to be scrapbooking you need to be singing and you need to be dancing and and the character that that's not doing those things is is uh is not part of the society part of the group so i was like mm, a little uncomfortable mm-hmm. with that one but right. there you go <laughs> well okay oh, well what are you gonna do yeah. um so but let's get back to the glory that is the emoji movie oh right gosh. um so here's another movie that looks like it's trying to kind of play off of lego movie slash uh inside out and you could say that that like this is why we're not allowed to add nice things because <laughs> that's what we do with them <laughs> <laughs> but i uh, i think that it could actually do well because it's at the end of july and there's nothing else until the net job two which oh my gosh uh and for for families like there's nothing else for them mm-hmm. to see so yeah um it looks horrible i mean i, I can't i haven't un- i haven't seen oh. anything oh you it. haven't seen the the met trailer yet no i haven't oh my gosh wow but, uh, maybe i'll watch it after this yes, recording you should it's so bad like it, here's the thing about the met trailer is that like it's very sort of self-aware and trying to kind of make fun of itself, which would work on a second trailer to be like, hmm. look, we're the emoji movie, meh, you know, kind of thing. Like it, it could work, but in the first trailer, you kind of need to, to take us a little bit more seriously and kind of sell us on your concept in your world. And we need to see, cause the, the idea is, is that it's, they're going inside this phone and there's this one character that doesn't have an emotion. Like they, mm. they, they, they're just kind of everything, I guess, or something. I don't know. So they're on like a quest to try to figure out what emoji motion that they are. Right. Okay. So, so you could sell the world of this phone and, well, look, it looks so cool. And, and here's these characters and, but they don't, all it is is the, the med trailer is literally just the met emoji with a white mm-hmm. screen background. And, you know, I just, it just blows my mind because you have Patrick Stewart voicing the poop emoji. And you just think like, <laughs> what on earth have we gotten to? Because I mean, that's the, that's the joke in an, 
on itself, right? The, the, yeah. I feel like there's no further joke than Patrick Stewart is talking, <laughs> is a talking poop. You know, and I mean, it's just amazing to me because, like, when I was a little girl, like, we were not allowed to talk about, like, we weren't allowed to say, like, it out of, we weren't allowed to use bathroom jokes and words and things like that. Like, that was, that would not have been allowed. Mm. And here you have it, it's like a, a, a character in a movie, you know, like, you're just like, oh my gosh, wow, okay. Well, um, anyway. Um, yeah, I say emoji movie, hundred million dollars. <laughs> I will make a prediction right now. A hundred and one million dollars is gonna be the the emoji movie. Yeah, Still I not good that. enough to get top ten, but I think I feel like it might make some money. Yeah, I think you're probably right, and I will just be sad because uh, it looks like an abomination. But who knows? Right. Uh, well, that's why I have it as Dark Horse. It could sneak in. It really could. Because, like I said, there's nothing else uh, at that time for kids. So, um, But then, continuing on my Dark Horse list, I have Baby Driver and Atomic Blonde. Mm-hmm. Okay. Two movies that I'm really excited about to see. I don't know how much money they're going to make. I surely hope they, they do well. Because I think that's the sort of movie that I'm looking forward to this mm-hmm. summer. More so than the big... Uh, ten poles, you know. I'm curious what you think about the trailer for Atomic Blonde. Do you feel like it's? How do you feel about the sensuality in that trailer? Because I, I, I kind of feel like we have gotten past the idea of like women making out or whatever as being like this. Like I don't know. I just felt like the way it was used in this trailer was sort of. Uh, I don't know, just sort of surprising, I guess. For uh, um, Yeah, I think um, I hadn't thought a lot about that aspect of the trailer. I guess my read of it is more of what I'm hoping it is, is that it's just going to be that the character is just gay, you know, that she okay. or does she because I feel like she doesn't uh, look particularly interested in the James McAvoy character in the trailer, like romantically, you know, and she does have this moment with the other woman. So I guess I just interpreted it as like, perhaps the character is just gay, in which case I, I think that would be, I would certainly be more on board with that than to have this sort of like, you know, erotic girl mm-hmm. kisses girl thing, like you say. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Okay. I was just curious. All right. Mm-hmm. So did you have any other dark horses that you wanted to talk about that you think? Are- um, I don't know. I mean, I did mention Valerian and the thousand planets, which I, it's not a dark horse really. It's, that's just going to, I'm pretty sure that's not going to make the money that it probably needs. I know. I really want it to be great. I, I, I just, so many passion projects have really disappointed me recently and then i mean luke Besson is is put a lot of his money in own money into this movie like yeah he, it's he the can, most expensive movie in history of france right i yeah. think yeah so yeah and i, I think it costs almost 200 million dollars to make if i'm not mistaken and i i think that it will be i just hope it'll be good i hope it'll be because uh, it, it's been so long i feel like since a a new science fiction movie. I realize it's based on a graphic novel, but it's new mm-hmm. in the sense that it's not part of a Star Wars or Star Trek or part of a franchise, kind of like that. Right. Like this would be so exciting, and and the last one, mm-hmm. I, 
you know, you had Jupiter ascending and, and right. people, people hated and, you know, things like that. But so I just hope that this will be, I hope it will be good. Even if it doesn't do that well at the box office, I hope it'll be, hope it'll be good. I hope so too. And I think it will be, I, I am pretty sure I'm going to enjoy it and I'm pretty sure it's not going to make a lot of money, but you know, did you like Lucy? His last I did like Lucy. Oh, you did? Um, it's a ridiculous movie, but I kind of enjoyed its its you know its craziness. Okay. Um, just felt like it went for something that was unlike you know it mm-hmm. felt different to the, what we get in the summer. Yeah. So I was into it. Cool. And that did make a lot of money, surprisingly. That Lucy. did make money. Yeah. Um, so. But yeah, I agree. I think Valerian is a tough yeah. sell. I it's a, it's tough a tough sell. sell. It's just and especially right after Jupiter Ascending didn't make money. Um, yeah. I did so poorly. Although, I mean, the number one movie of the summer we both said was Guardians of the Galaxy. It's not that different from Valerian, yeah. and you know, on paper. But I guess that it's the Marvel thing that keeps that afloat and make it made it a hit. Yeah, that's true. I mean, that has shown as much of the humor. Uh, I that's feel like true. in I the guess Valerian the humor, trailer. Yeah, the humor is a, is a, the different part. I think the thing about Guardians is, and the thing that makes it a hit is the fact that it's very tongue in cheek about itself. Yeah. Whereas yeah. Jupiter Ascending and Valyrian seem to be more earnest, which I think doesn't play as yeah. well. Yeah. So, uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I I think uh, I I would just be so thrilled if it's if it's a good movie, and so I'm I'm very hopeful. So, anyway, mm-hmm. all right. Well, do you want to start talking about our indie picks? now yeah oh right we've been going for a while so let's yeah. let's just let's just talk a little bit about these indie picks why okay. don't you go first yeah so my number one indie pick that i'm so excited about is the movie step and this is a documentary that i saw at sundance i've actually now seen it twice and oh, okay I, oh so you've actually seen it already that's great yeah so you can tell us that yes. it's good I loved it so much. Uh, it, it It's not about step dancing or whatever. It's mm-hmm. about these girls and it follows. Mm-hmm. But these, they are step dancers, right? Correct. It's, okay. But it's just not a like a sports movie. It's not a, it has those elements, but in the same way that Hoops Dreams isn't really about basketball. It's about these boys. It's the same kind of oh, idea. Oh, okay. Yeah. So it, it, it follows this, I'm a big believer in a big part of the school choice movement and about, so it's a, and I, so I, I'm sort of attracted to it on that level alone, but it's not certainly not heavy handed in that, but it just appeals to me a little bit. That's about this charter school in Baltimore that uh, when they first started, they made this commitment to these girls that they were going to get every single one of them into college. And so you have the, the senior, finally the first senior class of this school, and, uh, and they have the step team and they particularly focus on, uh, three of the girls from the step team that are sort mm-hmm. of, you follow through the course of the movie and, uh, you have, uh, one that wants to get into John Hopkins. You have one that is really struggling very much. And then you have another whose mom is a cop. So she, she has sort of an interesting perspective and, uh, I, I just loved it so much. I, I, I was just. My whole theater, both times I've seen it, everybody was just cheering at the end. You're just so, like, it just makes you feel good and that they're, like, good people in the world. And and uh, <laughs> I I don't know. I just, I loved it 
so much. It, I, like, I tend to like movies about nice people, good people, more right. than these anti-hero kind of stories. <laughs> and uh, so for me, I some people could say, oh, it's Serby or whatever, and I, I get that. But for me, it was just... I just loved it. I loved these girls. I loved the story. I loved how it was told. And uh, so I, I just definitely would encourage you to go see Step. Yeah. Um, I had heard of the movie, but it wasn't really on my radar. I didn't know that much about it, but it now with what you say and looking at it, I'm looking at the, you know, IMDb page right yeah. now. And it does look like something that I'd be interested in seeing. Yeah. And that could be really good. It's really, really good. Um, so yeah. what was one you had? Um, so I had a bunch, but I think I'm going to narrow them down to the ones that I'm really excited about. Okay. And the first one of that would definitely be, uh, The Beguiled by Sofia Coppola, mm-hmm. which is coming out on June 23rd. And it's about, you know, it stars, it's got a great cast, in my opinion. You got Colin Farrell, you got, uh, Nicole Kidman, Kristen Dunst, Elle Fanning, um, you got the little girl from The Nice Guys, mm-hmm. the movie last year, which I thought she was really good in. Oh, no, mm-hmm. sorry. Oh, yeah, she's got her. And you also got the girl from uh, Pete's Dragon. So it's a, mm-hmm. I think it's a great cast. Mm-hmm. And, have um, you seen the trailer? I have seen the trailer, the first oh. one. I was going to say, don't watch the trailer. I feel like they show a lot. That's what I heard. So I avoided that second trailer. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's basically this... Um, set during the civil war and this, uh, you know, soldier is injured and is taken by this school for girls in Virginia. And it's like, you know, things are not what they appear. Yeah. That sort of thing. Yeah. I, yeah, I just Looks love good. Sofia Coppola and her movies and I love this mm-hmm. cast and I, I do like uh, Westerns and like movies set in that era. So I, this is like all of the things that I'm interested in, yeah. in kind of coming together. Yeah, it looks good. I agree. So um, I have uh, a, a, another one uh, that uh, another one I have on my list is uh, Wind River. Sure. And did you see that at Sundance? I did not. I didn't get okay. to see it. Uh, but this is uh, directed by Taylor. It's written and directed by Taylor Sheridan, who wrote Hell or High Water, which I really liked last year. Right. And yeah. Sicario as well. Oh, did he? Okay. Which is also an interesting movie, I think. Yeah, yeah. And so uh, it, you know, it looks like it kind of has, it's about an FBI agent that the that uh, teams up with a, um, it says, veteran game tracker to investigate the murder of, that occurred on Native American Reservation. So it kind of sounds a little bit Hell or High Water-ish. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> a little bit. So I'm excited about that, um, seeing that. Yeah, I I did like Heller High Water uh, quite a bit last year. And I, yeah, I will definitely be in the theater when Wind River comes out, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, who's in it? I forget. Um, Do you remember? I think I it's a Jeremy Renner. It yes. Okay. Yeah. I am yeah. a little um, ambivalent about Jeremy Renner, but I'll go see it. Yeah. Yeah, I kind of agree a little bit. On Jeremy Renner. Yeah, he um, can be good, but I feel like sometimes uh, he's a little underwhelming. Yeah, I think that's fair. Elizabeth Olsen is also Elizabeth Olsen is also good. Oh, so it's sort of an Avengers reunion, huh? Yeah, I guess that's so that, true. Yeah. Uh, and John Barenthal, I think he is the tracker. I see, John Barenthal. That's the guy from Walking Dead, I think, right? Or yeah. I feel like he's in a bunch of movies. Yeah. yeah. So there you okay. go. Uh, would you? Do you have another? 
Yes. Okay. So my next pick is something that is actually, I think, not going to play in theaters. I'm not sure, but it's coming to Netflix on June 28th. And that is the new movie by South Korean director Jun Bung-ho. And it's called Okya. It's about, it's basically this kind of like a riff on E.T. It's about this girl who kind of befriends this weird creature, a mass, an animal whose name is Akia, apparently. And then she kind of has to protect the animal from this nefarious multinational companies sort of thing. You know what I mean? And it's got, um, it's uh, the director's second movie in English. I guess there'd be some Korean in it. He did Snowpiercer, which was also oh. in English and had a couple Korean characters. That's a good movie. I like Snowpiercer. Snowpiercer is, is pretty good. Yeah, I agree with that. I like his movies in general, and Snowpiercer was great. And Tilda Swinton in Snowpiercer is insane, uh-huh. trying to do this crazy sort of Margaret Thatcher, but like <laughs> also apocalyptic thing. And she's I also like, in I, this new movie. I like so, Octavia Spencer in that too. I thought she was a little Octavia bit. Octavia against... Spencer is really great. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good movie. And this movie has uh, Tilda Swinton's back. Giancarlo mm. Esposito is in it. Uh, Lily Collins, Jake Gyllenhaal is also in it. So, yeah, it's got an interesting cast. Cool. I haven't heard of that one, so that's good. Uh, that's yeah, good. so I hope it plays in theaters because I, I would like to see it on the big screen. But it's definitely coming to Netflix on okay. June. In June. And, uh, you know, so everyone can see it at the same time. That's pretty great, too. Cool. Um, yeah, so my next uh, recommendation or I'm excited for is called Band-Aid. And this I almost was able to see at Sundance, but I didn't get in. Uh, I was left in line. It was sad. Yeah. But um, anyway, I just think it looks cute. Uh, it's about this couple that um, is uh, trying to save their marriage and they uh, start turning their arguments into songs for this band that they're in and it becomes like a hit, I guess. And uh, huh. I, I just think it looks kind of funny. And I, you know, I like sort of feels maybe a little sing street ish to me. So uh, right. It's, uh, right. it's a couple instead of a, a group of kids. Right. But, yeah, yeah. Yeah. But it's got the same vibe, I guess. Mm-hmm. So I, I hope it'll be a, a fun little movie and I'll be able to actually see it this time instead of waiting. Um, right. <laughs> and so, yeah, that was my, uh, I guess my my third uh, recommendation, okay. and that comes out in June as well, right? I think yes, June second, and uh, it has Brooklyn Decker and uh, I think Fred Armiston. I think is in it. Oh, Fred Armiston! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see him here in the picture. Yeah, playing the drums. <laughs> so hopefully it'll be funny. That that's what I hope. Yeah, yeah, it probably will be. It's good. It does look like a sweet movie, like you say, mm-hmm. like a nice comedy. Yeah. So, did you have any others? Yes. Okay. My next movie is I am I cannot describe how excited I am for this <laughs> movie to come out and it's The Trip to Spain. Oh. I love this trip movies with Steve Coogan. Have you seen any no, of them? I have not. You have not? I they are hilarious. They are ah. some of the most yeah, the funniest things I've seen. The trip, the trip to Italy, I thought most people think it's not as funny as the first one. I thought it was even better because it got more 
it was funny, but it also had more of a dark edge to it, I felt. Okay. And it was very melancholy, which is like, if you know me, you know my sweet spot is funny mixed in with melancholy. <laughs> That's why I love Wes Anderson so much. Mm, so mm-hmm. I do love the trip movies. And this trip to Spain, I have heard great things about it. It played at the Tribeca Film Festival in April, and I think it's coming out. In August, I think August 11, it's probably when it comes out and probably limited release in New York and LA and then it will expand throughout the throughout the month. Mm. But yeah. Are these movies standalone or do you need to kind of see the other movies? You would honestly, um, you might get a lot out of it just watching the, you could jump in. Um, but I do think the way, what I've heard about this next movie is that, you know, you will get the 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 most you know out of it if you have a history with the characters because it's kind of like the um, the before trilogy in a way it's kind of like seeing these two people come together mm-hmm. again and again after a period of time and see where they're at in their lives right obviously mm-hmm. the gap is not as big as it is for the before movies but um, but there's something fun about seeing them go on these trips and then having this weird crazy not crazy but like this anxiety about themselves i think there are great movies about sort of masculinity and and kind of like the weird mental things that come with like society's expectations of what it's like to be a man mm-hmm. you know in a very funny way which that's a topic that i think usually turns me off when i go to the movies that are about that like a lot of masculine movies but this is actually a subversion of that so i really like that mm, interesting okay i that's one i wanted to check out but uh, i just haven't had the chance so that, that i i didn't know they were making a new one so that's cool yeah definitely cool. worth it great yeah. movies um so my next one that i want to talk about real quick is uh my cousin rachel this looks interesting to me uh it's uh based on a daphne de Maurier novel uh, who I, I I really like her writing, uh, you know, like Rebecca, um, and uh, it has Rachel Vice in it, and uh, just is uh, I think it has a pretty good trailer. Um, but it's uh, a young Englishman seeks revenge against his beautiful cousin, but soon finds himself falling under her under the spell of her mysterious charms. Right. So it's sort of this period uh, thriller kind of, right? Yeah. Sort of like a Rebecca type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. And I like those, those I like those kind of things, and so yeah. I think it it looks uh, it looks good. I I saw Lady Macbeth at, at Sundance, and I did not <laughs> like that at all. Uh, oh so really? Hoping... I just saw the trailer the other day before a movie. Yeah, um, I, I I I don't know what you would think. We have different tastes in a lot of things, but I thought it was rubbish. I didn't like it. Um, but uh, okay. so I'm hoping this will be more my taste of that kind of vibe and style, yeah. or whatever. So. Yeah, because they are, they do seem like similar movies, right? Yeah. Lady Macbeth and this one. Um, they're both coming out in the summer, I think. Yeah. Um, I did see the trailer for My Cousin Rachel. I thought it looked interesting, um, but I did get a little bit of a, I don't know, I, I let out a chuckle when the title came out at the at the end and it was My Cousin Rachel. It just seems <laughs> like a... I don't know. It reminds me of my cousin Vinny or something. Yeah. So it was after seeing yeah. this like thriller trailer, I was a little bit like, "Oh, really? That's what the movie's called?" <laughs> That's true. There's, the, the, I'll grant you that. It's sort of a weird, mm-hmm. weird. Trailer. It's a weird title, but um, yeah, but it does look interesting. Mm-hmm. So um, yeah, do you have any others? 
Um, yeah, I'll I'll get one more in, and that is um, the movie is called The Big Sick, and I think that played at Sundance as well, uh-huh. and it's coming out on July fourteen, I think, or June twenty third. I don't know. IMDb says July fourteen. And it's this, you know, it's a romantic comedy written by Kumail Nanjiani, who is a, who's in, he's a comedian. He's on television. I think he's on Silicon Valley. And he basically, he wrote this movie about his relationship with his, with his wife, which uh, he met. And I think she had, uh, she had a, some sort of disease and they like had a, they worked through that and that sort of thing. Um, I'm just mainly interesting in the mo- interested in the movie because I've heard great things about it from Sundance mm-hmm. and because it's got a pretty cool cast. You have Kumail Johnny and you also have Zoe Kazan, Holly Hunter and Ray Romano play mm-hmm. her parents, which I think it's really cool. I want to see that couple on the screen. I didn't know that I wanted to see that couple on the screen, but now that it exists, I feel like I have to. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it seems like it's going to be like a really cool romantic comedy, which we haven't gotten a really good one in a while, I feel yeah, like. And I think, true. and I do like my romantic comedy, so I do want this to be good and to, and I'm excited for it. Yeah, yeah, I I did hear good things about that out of uh, Sundance, and I agree about romantic comedies, because we, ever since Nora Ephron died, I feel like we've, we've had this void. <laughs> yeah, and of course... There's been this whole shift in the industry and you do, the studios don't really make romantic comedies anymore. If they do anything romantic, it's more of a, like a Nicholas Sparks type of right. thing. Exactly. Um, yeah. yeah. So uh, the one other, I, I, I didn't have it on my list because I thought for sure you would mention it, uh, is what do you think about A Ghost Story? A Ghost Story, it looks, I am definitely excited for it. It does look like the sort of thing that could either be amazing or really boring. Yeah. And, it is so basically it's the story of this couple right and i think he dies and then he comes back to see his wife as a ghost mm-hmm. except uh it the couple is played by Rooney Mara and Casey Affleck so that mm-hmm. should tell you a little bit of the vibe of the movie the movie is giving me <laughs> it's super like independent sort of yeah. artsy uh thing and he comes back as a ghost but literally as uh, like an old timey ghost with a sheet like you know, he's basically covered with a sheet with a couple holes for his eyes. So it's kind of a weird sight, but I think it, I think it should be interesting. Yeah. I am looking forward to it. Yeah. I, I, I'm mostly admit it looking forward to it cause it's by David Lowry who did Pete's dragon that I loved so much. Right, Pete's dragon was really good. So I'm really definitely in, and I'm very interested in David Lowry cause he seems to be able to shift from, you know, this sort of, uh, independent, very original and uh, sort of experimental movies and then making, you know, basically a, a family-friendly blockbuster, which I think is very impressive mm-hmm. and it's very interesting. But even his family-friendly blockbuster was kind of an Indian disguise, I felt like. It definitely had that sensibility, but I thought it was so... Um, it, it, it I had mean, a small budget for that kind of movie. It had a small budget. And it didn't feel, I guess it didn't feel like a block, family blockbuster of this era, but it yeah. did feel like a something that you would see like maybe in the 80s and 70s, right? I agree. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, all right. Well, cool. Uh, I think that we've got some, uh, I, I almost feel more excited about this, just even this brief time we spent 
talking about these indie. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I think it's going to be, it's going to be, it might be a really good summer, I think. Um, in, in at least for the independent movies and actually just talking about the big movies, I think there's a lot of them that, you know, made up not being good, but that I'm excited to see. And I, I just want to, just want to see what happens with a, with yeah. a lot of these movies, right? Yeah, and I just feel like for for me this year, last year there were a lot of movies that were like return were billed as like return to forms, and so I was like really pretty excited about. And then we're like, uh, whereas I feel like this, uh, like the Jason Bourne movie, and uh, oh, the, I see what you mean in Star Trek, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, and 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 whereas this one, I feel like there's a a, a lot more just sort of shots in the dark if that makes sense and so i'm not as i don't know i just feel like i will be more prepared for whatever i'm going to receive i'm not my expectations are just more sort of muted and uh um i know i'm just not i feel like it's more of an experimental summer this summer than last summer if that makes sense right sure and let's hope yeah let's hope these experiments pay off Exactly. So, all right. Well, thanks so much for joining me on this. And uh, thank you for having me. I had it was really fun. I we could probably talk all morning if we wanted to. That's true. Yeah. Uh, And so, uh, so where can people find you? Um, You can find me on my blog, Coco Hits New York. Uh, I guess that's spelled Coco Hits NY dot WordPress dot com. That's where I write. I will be posting my post with the with my box office predictions, probably later today or tomorrow um then you okay. can follow me on twitter that's probably the, the best way to get to me is on twitter and my twitter handle is coco hits and white so great. that's how you find me okay great oh, sorry I'll... it's actually coco hits new york my twitter handle okay yeah i'll have that all in the description section so you can you guys can check that out and uh mm-hmm. and you can find me at smiling lds girl on all social media and my blog is 54 disney reviews uh, and i am really excited i am going to be doing another podcast today uh we are uh, there's this new series on anna Green gables coming out on netflix and so my friend amber and i are going to be talking about the various incantations over the years leading up to that and then we'll talk about the series so oh, that will fantastic. happen today i'm really excited we're talking about the 1985 megan follows kevin sullivan uh you know film that everybody loves so much uh, we're gonna talk about it today so uh, make sure you check that out and uh so yeah uh thanks again and uh we will uh, we'll have to do one at the end of the summer and uh and see how we did how we did <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'll be, be back okay <laughs> all right